Cause I'm Olivia. And I'm Brandon. Olivia. And I'm Brandon. Welcome to All Day All Night. Today we are going to be reviewing the unofficial Bash Brothers experience of visual poem out on Netflix. Brandon. Yes. Are you going to welcome them to the podcast? Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm so proud of you. You're doing good. All right. We have the checklist in front of us. We should say it's brought to you by a lonely island. It's not. No. It's not brought to us by the. We're not sponsored by Lonely Island, Uh, uh, Brandon. Just so people know what the. Oh, yeah. Well, the unofficial Bash Brothers experience is by the Lonely Island, which I have been a fan of for a very long time. My first celebrity crush was actually Andy Samberg, and through this experience, I learned to regret that a lot, but here we are. (laughs) Something about the mullet just. Oh no. Oh no. I still think they're hilarious, but I just don't want to fuck them anymore. (laughs) Well, Brandon, I have the track list in front of me from the film itself. The actual album has other songs. Well, other songs. And uh, does not include the one by Yorm with Joe Montana's. Joe Montana's uh, single. Yeah. Well, Brandon, what did you think of the experience overall? The visual poem, as they called it. I thought it was an experience. It was like an event. Uh, I think that it's cool to see artists branching out and doing something creative. They're very creative, for sure. It's a concept album. It's not, you know, just them being themselves. It's them being Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Yes. the Bash Brothers. Yes. Did you know of the actual Bash Brothers? Is like... Like before this. I didn't know they called themselves that. I knew who they were. I had no fucking clue. (laughs) I don't know that. I know there's a World Series with baseball. Yeah. I know there's Dodgers and there's Angels. I did not know about the Oakland A's, let alone specifically the year 1988 in Oakland A's baseball. And no, I did not get a lot of the references that were made, but I still really enjoyed the experience, mostly because of the cinematography, which was a pretty high budget, I would say. That's that's a lot of CGI and editing and very, very visual. I think to listen to the album itself would pale in comparison to the just facial expressions that Akiva and Andy bring. And all the sight gags. Exactly. Well, Brandon, mm-hmm. let's go through the songs one by one. Well, there's like 11 or so to go over. So let's go over five and then break and then do the last six. Okay. All right. Jose. And I'm Mark. That's the first song. What did you think of that? That was fun. I could not get over the... And I'm Mark. <laughs> yeah. Just the visualness of Andy Samberg going, Jose. And then they have this amazing just visual 
cornucopia of CGI explosions behind him, and then it's just and I'm more. <laughs> very good. I've noticed though with comedy, it seems like the more serious you are about the comedic material, i.e., like how much energy and thought goes into it, it comes across a lot funnier. And I learned this kind of approach from like the outtakes and behind the scenes of Superbad, actually. They were giving uh, Bill Hader critiques about how he would deliver one of the lines about um, McLovin betraying his character. Yeah. And he kept doing it really funny, and they said, do it very seriously. Yeah. And so he did that. He brought dramatic acting. And I think when you bring that dramatic acting towards comedy, it comes across a lot more humorous. Yeah, in comedy, you think it, the instinct is to go over the top, but when you, but it's like don't break character, and that makes it funnier. It's kind of interesting how it works. Well, I don't know. I like it when people break character. It's a but, special um, skill. Brandon, mm-hmm. do you know that she wants to fuck me with my uniform on? Funny. Speaking of which, that's the next song. I think that might be one of my favorites. Uniform on. Yeah, I like, I like the some beat. of the other ones, but um, I like how they just constantly go back to the fact that they're on steroids. So that's the... There is an underlying <laughs> theme of tragedy mm-hmm. beneath all of this CGI glamour and visual effects. There was a very real plot line and a very real story to be told. And it was very interesting to see how it was approached. Yeah, they go like rap song and then like go back into their psyche and then back to rap songs. Well, not just their psyche. I think oh, it was. I describe it. Well, it's surreal mm-hmm. for sure, but I think it's very poetic. All right, they went to Oakland Nights with Sia, a.k.a. Silk Robes and Kimonos. Silk Robes and Kimonos. That would be one of the catchier ones. It's stuck in my head. <laughs> you know what's also catchy? What? And like a, I caught it and I want it out of my head. What's that? Andy Samberg just in like a buff suit with a mop stuck up his ass with a hundred cutouts of some woman who I don't understand the reference to by nose remotely from like the 80s or else why would they reference it in a bikini? I think it's Kathy Ireland. There's a lot. I can't see that. (laughs) Looked like it got pretty deep. Focused AF. That was the title of the song. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they just casually was like, ah, oh, yeah, I, just, I guess I'll stick a mop up my ass. And then Kathy Ireland knows the shame. Well, it's our, our shame to share. Yeah. Sharing shame. <laughs> and then after that, there was the sunflower visualness, which I really appreciated, where they talked about how McGuire was a sunflower twisting to find the sun which like jokes aside okay very pretentious but I liked it it was very cool but what I don't understand is how you can go from a mop up the ass 
to I'm a sunflower twisting to see the sun to bikini babe workout where they take bodacious bikini babes and they talk about like lifting them instead of weights when will we be this successful in our comedy writing Brandon Yes. where we can pull that the fuck off cause <laughs> I don't know how that's done I'm really I think part of the Bash Brothers experience that's unofficial and unauthorized or whatever it's uh it's afterwards it's afterwards it's part of it it's afterwards thinking about it yes yes cause it stays with you yeah a mop up the anus will stay with you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff in there. A lot of things will stay with you. Small sack references. And... Is that what drew you? <laughs> Is that what called to you? The small sack references? Yeah, and heart attacks and just they're constantly like it's, on the verge of health issues. Yeah, it's in reference to this, the um, steroids. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean... Just the leaps and bounds. So, like, the people they're making fun of could be like, oh, they're doing, like, a cool tribute to us. And they're like, no, they're really shitting no, on us. No. <laughs> I mean... Like, let's say you're part of the Bash Brothers. Mm-hmm. You find out there's an unauthorized... Oh, God. Let's start there. The fact that it's unauthorized means it's going to be not flattering. For sure, because you would have needed approval. Yeah. For a lot of things. <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> the fact that it's by the Lonely Island. Just stop there. Stop. Go home. Stay there. But I, I really do think that um, it gives them the attention that I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have had. Like, sure, you have all this great sports experience, but as someone who was born in the 90s, I don't know who the fuck they are. Right, it adds to their... Uh, Legend. Yeah. It adds... Their notoriety is the word. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of great music can do that. You don't have to be particularly special, but someone writes a song about you, man, and that song does well... Now you're you're Mark McGuire. You're immortal. People are coming up to you with the kimonos thing. Silk Rose. <laughs> and kimono. <laughs> Silk Rose. Sign my lonely island. And kimono. I bang the taiko drum and your dojo. <laughs> you wear it. Silk robes and kimonos. And then just the sex noises like <laughs> hard pass. <laughs> Understood. Thanks. <laughs> it was something along those lines. I'm not quoting directly. By the way, spoilers. Yeah. Major spoiler. You know, that's a spoiler review. Well, we'll be back. Put we're we're going to go over line. more spoilers. Podcast. 
insert rhyme here brandon we are not on the same level but you know what we can still talk about them like we are welcome back from your break we hope you enjoyed that commercial where you got to hear probably my voice or brandon's Mm -hmm. or robot i'm in the mix yes you are (laughs) the next song that came up after bikini babe workout was ihop and this is the part before the IHOP parking lot where we saw Jerry from Parks and Rec try to sell puka shells. Okay. That was that the first IHOP track. There's two IHOP tracks. Yeah. Let's start there. And then he... he what he... a baller move <laughs> to involve not one, but two tracks about IHOP. Are they called IHOP 1 and 2? or what? No. No, they don't have your, your naming capabilities <laughs> for our sections. No. Just saying, do they have names? It's IHOP and then IHOP parking lot featuring Haim, which is H-A-I-M, gotcha. and Maya Rudolph. Gotcha. So there were a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. At least Some one. of them I recognize. At least two. There's at least three. There's <laughs> Sia. Oh, yeah. There's three. Well, her voice was there. I mean, that's Sia's thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I the, dug it. The, I yeah. dug the guy. I the thought guy. he did a fantastic fucking job. The guy was lip syncing to Sia. You know, I I enjoy it. I think it was amazing. I really appreciated seeing him in that wig and then doing that because you expect one thing and then you get another and it's great. But again, back to IHOP. Brandon. Yes, yes. What did you think of the IHOP track? The first IHOP track. The first IHOP track was when he, he's sitting at IHOP and he, he breaks his puka shells because his neck is so fat from the steroids. Yeah. And then he goes and buys new puka shells. And then he yells and then we're like, don't yell at me. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's the steroids. They fucked with my mood. <laughs> I, I just, it's I like the callback to the steroids. The underlying theme. layer of tragedy. Yes. Tragic Heroes. And I think that's essentially what this is. I mean, maybe it was mislabeled as a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're laughing, but it's true pain. Yeah, if you just focus on the negative parts, for sure. Oh my god, Brandon. I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> under the bus. God damn it. Uh, after the IHOP sketch with the puka shells, we move on to the IHOP parking lot where... The Bash Brothers are accosted and told to shake their butts, four halves of their butts, mm-hmm. by Haim and Maya Rudolph. My favorite part was that he shows up in a flying car, and they don't reference it at all. Yeah. I don't think Oakland looks that good. <laughs> I don't think anywhere looks that good. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. What's with the flying car? <laughs> This needs to be addressed. At least in the Joe Montana bit by Yuan. That's ridiculous. Alright, after the IHOP parking lot bit, they go to a, a very classic song. Daddy. 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 Yeah, they referenced earlier that they they want to make their dad proud and then they do a song about it. Yeah, they do a song about daddy. <laughs> Well, how did that make you feel? Oh, I, you know, love to... Blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love to go to that 
place. It's, it's wonderful. It is? Are you sure about that? <laughs> Maybe say, you're not going to the right place, Brandon. They say therapy is for losers. Yeah. Like multiple times. Like. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> I think initially what happens with me is like I'll initially get like sort of offended by it. But because of my beliefs where I don't like censorship and I don't like that idea, I sort of overanalyze why I was like, why does this bother me? Oh yeah, because it perpetuates a narrative. Even if it's set in like the 1980s and you know, this isn't a serious piece, but I do think it sort of still pushes that narrative of like, ah, it's funny to talk about therapy that way. Yeah, people who are already against therapy are gonna, you know, use it as fuel. If they do, then we gotta make fun of them immediately because you can't use the lonely island as a reference for <laughs> why you shouldn't go to therapy people are just running around therapy is for losers but i don't know i'm very conflicted i think um at least we're talking about therapy oh yeah even if it's negative you know let's still talk about it and i think that's part of the bash brothers experience is even if it's negative talk about it it brings attention to it well it's said ironically i understand that <laughs> completely I've just taken one too many psychology courses where we've delved into how a lot of people have dysfunction and it really, like people don't realize it, but when you're dysfunctional, especially if you're around children, right, you pass your dysfunction on to others. And I'm not talking about specific things that aren't, that are like not genetic, but are you know, like you can't pass on hallucinations mm-hmm. through talking to somebody. Yeah. But if you're talking about like personality problems, like yeah. personality disorders, yeah. definitely part of that is nurture, not just nature. Definitely. Part of it. I'm yeah. not saying all. Let's be very clear here. Yeah. But I'm just saying like. I feel it lessens as the generations go down. The rage, the rage problem would dilute. Delusions. Dilute. It would be like, oh. like mom has fits of rage, and then daughter has you know fifty percent, and then their daughter has twenty five percent. I think it's really comes down to personal choice, but that's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. That's too serious. So let's bring it back. Yeah. Focus on the game. Yeah. This is the next track. Where they go, focus on the game. Mm-hmm. Jose, focus on the game, Mark. Mm-hmm. Talk about being emotional and not being able to process it and not being able to focus on the game. Yeah. Distractions and stuff. I like talking about therapy, what we just did. Focus on the podcast. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What did you feel about that song? What did you think about it? What are your... I don't, I don't recall much. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe not the biggest impact yeah. piece. But this was the one where they had the footage of them superimposed on the 1988 series. Hmm. Where they were playing the finals and then they lost. Hmm. You just watched it before this. <laughs> no, I, <go>. I, <laughs> I want to be very clear. Like, I made like... him watch it right before the podcast. It's not like it's been... 
three days, Brandon. I'm like, I'm like that sounds good. You're like, yeah. Uh, I'd like to see that. It's just like, did Olivia make him watch this like four days ago and then just say, hey, recall all of it? No, this happened five minutes ago, Brandon. Yeah. But let's bash. What a smash hit. Yep. I loved it. I thought it was clever. I liked the references to the baseball teams, mostly because I don't know anything about baseball. And so I was like, this is informative. He goes through probably every baseball team in a rap form. Yes. (coughs) For those who are listening, I'm telling them. All right. (laughs) And then the hidden track by Yorm is about Joe Montana. You know a lot about Joe Montana. I like Yorm a lot. Yeah, it's funny. He made cameos throughout the movie, which was funny. Not, not enough. I wanted to hear him rap more because I like it when Yorm raps. I it, think he's it, very talented. It sucks that they had to pick two out of the three. Yeah. So we love to see all three of them. I want to see all three of them. I Pop, really... Pop Star is absolutely hilarious because it can be all three of them. Yeah, but I just I want more Yorm. <laughs> I think because Andy Samberg has blown up, mm-hmm. like they know that he's going to draw a crowd. Yeah. And so maybe he's more of the focus. But I would love to see more of Yorm. Yorm come out more. Definitely. He's totally not going to listen to this. <laughs> but you know what? Writer, We're going to have to put fucking music over this because this is. This is bad. Did you know he played like the monkey man in um in uh land of the lost no <laughs> no i did yeah, not a little know trivia that. for you do you have any more trivia not, not about you really. well then i don't give a fuck i know i saw him and like a few things and whenever i see either of like the lonely island crew in anything I always get really happy like not because I know them personally but because I feel like they were like a really big part of my childhood kind of like at least a teenage dumb where I was starting to like find my own spin and trying to like make my own person I wanted to be funny and I really enjoyed rap and then you have like these two things and it was just really exciting to me and so I felt like a really big personal connection like I'm a fan right and so whenever I see them in something, I just get so excited for them. Like, oh, look, they made it. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're doing good. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if they have, like, a contract to do, like, a lot of Netflix movies or they probably do. God, I hope. Yeah, put something out every... We'll have so much content. Put stuff out like Adam Brandon, Sandler. We'll have stuff, we'll yeah, have stuff to talk thing. about. It'll be our thing, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I would be too happy. <laughs> just talk about Lonely Island all day. Like, I wouldn't be lonely anymore. It would just it would be a happy island. <laughs> you know they made, like, the TV show thing? Like, they made a pilot for a TV show? Yeah, I saw I that I watched one. all of it. I watched that one. Too. I watched every single thing they've done. <laughs> every single thing. Yeah. Like, legitimately. I was thinking back to, like, their, like, old skits, like... On their, watch them <laughs> like that but you can see like the quality of those are like they've had they've come a long way like yeah they've got money now yeah they've got yep. cgi they got yep. netflix money like let's yep. let's start there 
I just I think they're really hilarious. I wish more artists would collab with them. I think even though that they're being humorous, much like Tenacious C, they actually have skill. They have musical skill that they're applying, which in essence makes their comedy stand out more and makes it funnier. Brandon, yes. do you have any final thoughts? I agree that they are good rappers. Yo. <laughs> you heard it here. They the best. All right. Do you have any questions for our audience? Let us know what you think of the, uh, the movie. All right. Also, if you know any of the Lonely Island, and I'm talking someone who like once went on there and maybe like gave them a water bottle, let me know. <laughs> Not like in a creepy sand way, of course, but just like maybe I want to know what your room smells like. Yep. Brandon, back <laughs> me up here. I bet he smells like baby. Baby? <laughs> yeah. Just baby. Baby head. That's fucking weird. <laughs> I was thinking more like a musk. <laughs> I don't know. Brandon, you made it weird. <laughs> no. Brandon, you know what? Don't don't send them this. Don't show them this. <laughs> I am slithering back into my secret fandom and just... I ruined it. It's okay. Just do better next time, buddy. Hey, this has been all day, all night. <laughs> my name is Libby Van Sky. I'm Brandon K. Have a great day. And a great night.